This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey everyone, MLB.com Extras here, our Rays podcast, Tim McMaster, along with our MLB.com Rays reporter, Bill Chastain. And Bill, time to talk about this Rays starting rotation, and we'll go six deep as far as this podcast goes, and I'm sure spring training will go a long way in deciding who is the actual five guys in this rotation once things get started. But one thing we know is it's a pretty good rotation, and really it stacks up nicely as far as depth goes. There are some question marks that need to be answered if this team's going to be really successful. And I guess we'll start with what may be the biggest question mark, and that is the guy that this team, I guess, hopes will be the ace, and that is Chris Archer. But he's coming off a year, Bill, in which he lost 19 games. Now, the other numbers aren't as bad as that. You know, he did win nine games as well, the ERA around four, and he made 33 starts, and he threw 200 innings, and he struck out 233 guys. So, Bill, when you look at all those numbers as a whole, it feels like the 19 losses weren't really all that fair. Well, you kind of scratch your head what's going on there because, you know, he's obviously got electric stuff. He's a he's a battler out there. You know, otherwise you wouldn't see 200-plus innings. And, you know, so sometimes you just, you know, have a bad spell here or there where you get tagged with the decision. And, you know, uh, last year it just wasn't his year. Uh, but, you know, you keep waiting for that real breakout season uh, by him where it's just lights out the whole year. and. If that happens, the Rays would be in a really good place. Yeah, and I think a lot of people thought that might be last year. We mentioned that maybe the 19 losses weren't fair, but there was also times when he really didn't pitch that well. So when Chris Archer wasn't right in 2016, in your mind, Bill, what was going wrong with him? Um, I think it's just, you know, control issues. And, you know, a lot of guys who throw as hard as he does, uh, you know, it is about control and, you know, repeating the delivery and, and whatnot. So, you know, he, he, he seems to have a good acumen for pitching. And, you know, uh, and again, like I said, he, you know, he's plenty tough. If you're going out there for 200-plus innings, um, you know, that's kind of the blue-collar badge for a pitcher. So, you know, again, if this thing comes together, it could be really uh, really important for the team. Yeah, and they kind of need that. I feel like they need him to be one of those guys, especially with a couple of guys that are obviously gone from last year as well. Uh, Matt Moore traded late in the year. Drew Smiley traded during this offseason. So Archer, you hope, is is the number one, I think. And then after that, I'm not sure if it's easy to kind of number the guys or they just will take their turns. But let's go with Jake Odorizzi next because when you look at innings pitched last year, he checks in next. 187 and two-thirds innings for Jake in 2016. He also made 33 starts. Uh, the number is a little bit better than Archer. Does he have the stuff to really be what people would consider a number two starter? I think so. And, I mean, he was as good as any pitcher in the American League in the second half last year. He really knows what he's doing out there. Um, you know, he doesn't dazzle a lot of people, but, you know, he executes his pitches. Uh, you know, he's got three good pitches. So, you know, I just think he's one of those guys, you know, you just hang him out there and, you know, you can expect 15, 15 wins. 
He's really come a long way. He's gotten stronger. Uh, I just like the way he's going. And then after that, uh, let's talk Alex Cobb, because Alex Cobb obviously returned late last year from the Tommy John surgery. Um, before that surgery, he looked on, like he was on his way to, to being a top-notch pitcher in the American League. Uh, we saw flashes of really good stuff when he returned. Overall, the numbers were, were poor, but you kind of expect that when a guy first comes back. He ended up going one and two. He made five starts after coming back, the ERA in the eights, but he did show, like I said, a few flashes there. And they always say, Bill, that even though guys come back in, in 12 to 18 months, sometimes it's another, you know, six months or another half season before it really, they're really themselves again. So how important was it that he was able to come back and make those five starts for this year? Oh, I think that's the most important thing. I think that erases a lot of doubt. And it kind of gets him in a mode where he could go into the off season like it's a regular off season instead of rehabbing. You know, obviously, uh, you come back from being away that long, and your control is just not going to be quite as good. I mean, you know, these guys are so good putting the ball where they want to put it, and you know, you've been doing it for a long time, and you get more and more accustomed to being able to put it where you want it, and and you kind of lose a little bit of feel for that, I think, um, when you're away. But he did get enough work in, and I think he was was able to kind of get a feel for competing again. So I think he felt, you know, felt good leaving, you know, leaving the season the way he did. How much will the team monitor his innings this year, and and will they skip him at time? I mean, is there a plan to kind of keep those innings down in 2017? You know, I haven't heard anything about that. Uh, of course, I'm sure that's a possibility, but I I haven't heard anything about that. Yeah, and then there's different ways for teams to do that these days, uh, especially when you have an abundance of starting pitchers where the, the race can work some other guys in. All right, Blake Snell got his real first long look last year in the major leagues uh, through 89 innings. Uh, the strikeouts were good, 98 strikeouts in that time. He went 6-8. and eight. All the records on this pitching staff um, from a year ago seem to be slightly deceiving, Bill, when you look around the horn. But what were your impressions of, of Blake Snell in 2016? 2015 was the year that he kind of burst on the scene in the minor leagues. He had that long stretch of scoreless innings. How was he at the major league level last year? Well, first off, I really liked the way he didn't seem to be rattled about anything. You know, I, I know that there's probably a lot he's got to tighten up, uh, you know, in his you know delivery probably and, and repeating his pitches and whatnot. But he doesn't seem to get rattled, and, and I think that's a, a, a mark of a good pitcher. So I would not be surprised if he made really big strides this year after having a taste of it last year and, uh, you know, an off season to kind of absorb what he learned. So, um, But he's got the tools, and, you know, I think he could, you know, have, have a nice season for him. Is it fair to say that those four guys, Archer, Odorizzi, Snell, and Cobb, are, are kind of locks to be in this rotation? Uh, I would think so. And, the, and then you have kind of the other two guys, Matt Andrews. You have Jose DeLeon, obviously, who the team just traded for. I know they haven't come out and said anything yet. It feels like Jose DeLeon has done enough in the minor leagues that he's ready to be a major league pitcher or at least get that real look. Is that going to be a competition you expect for that fifth spot in spring training? May the best man uh, survive? Yeah, and I'd throw Chase Whitley in there, and too. Whitley, yep. the, you know, the bottom line is the, the first thing is you – you know, you start with the health of your rotation, and it's really pretty rare for. And you know, I know the Rays fans got used to it for. You know, they had a pretty good run for several years there where nobody was getting injured or dinged up. Uh, but I think it's usually pretty unusual for a a staff to leave the 
leave spring training without one or two guys maybe get dinged up. So a lot of times these decisions get made for you by the health of your rotation. Um, after that, you know, you might see, you know, you'd probably see uh, if Andres or uh, Whitley aren't the guy, you know, you might see them fold into the bullpen. Um, I'd probably be surprised if De, uh, De Leon is, is actually on that rotation. But, you know, I haven't even, you know, I, I haven't seen him pitch yet either. So, but based on the way they kind of do things, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he started in the minors and had an early call-up. Makes a lot of sense, too, to getting comfortable in a new organization as well. That's a good point. And the good thing about Andres and Whitley, as you said, they've both, they're both guys, Bill, who have been effective in the bullpen. It's not just throwing them out there and seeing how it goes. Both these guys can be bullpen arms, which certainly helps as far as just being able to move these guys to kind of different places and, and have that ability to be creative. Right, and, and both are great teammates too. So, um, you know that's that's a pretty good group of guys they got uh, going for their starting rotation. On paper, it looks like a really good staff. Um, it looked like a really good staff a year ago, and not everything necessarily came together. But if it does, you would think that this Rays team is in good shape on the mound, and they've of course made some additions in the field as well. We will see how it all plays out soon enough. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Rays edition. For Bill Chastain, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next week. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.